back to throw. Young almost falls down. Throws to the end zone. Throws to the end zone. Welcome, 49ers faithful, to another episode of Move the Chains podcast. Today, we're going to be looking at the offensive side of uh, free agents, 49er free agents. We're going to look at each player, uh, who we think we're going to re-sign, who we think we're going to let walk, and just kind of give you guys our thoughts, uh, you know, trying to be strategic with each position. Uh, Before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our co-host, Sean. What's up, Sean? How you doing? What's going on, Alex? What's up, faithful? How you guys doing? Awesome, man. We're doing well. Uh, Let's kick it off, man. We're going to start with the offensive side, running backs. And the interesting one that I want to start with is going to be Raheem Mostert. Right? So Raheem Mostert is going to be a free agent. And uh, right off the bat, everyone is thinking, you know, we're just going to let him walk. We have the rookie, Eli Mitchell, who did a really great job this season. Uh, But if you really look closer, I, I do believe Raheem is a potential signing. I think we're going to let him test the market. I think he'll realize that there's not a big market for a 30-year-old running back. Uh, I think by the time the season starts, he'll be 31. I do see us signing Raheem Mostert. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, you know, and of course, the big thing with Raheem is you know, he missed the entire year. What, he played two carries or one carry last uh, in Detroit week one? I think it was two. I think it was two, something like that, right? So, you know, in, in essence, he, he missed the entire year. Uh, I have no doubt he'll be healthy. You know, it's not like that. It's an injury that's going to affect his his speed or his ability. Mm-hmm. So if anything, you're getting a guy with fresh legs, right? That's the one, one plus point. He's got fresh legs. Uh, I do remember hearing a little bit of chirping about him potentially being traded last offseason. And I remember, I believe he either said he would hold out or there was rumors that he was going to hold out uh, for a new deal or he might have after the Super Bowl run. So... Uh, I, yeah, like you said, I, I think ironically, despite all that, I think he ends up coming back just because, mm-hmm. like you said, well, number one is his age. Uh, no one else is going to want to pay him, you know, a big, big money for a guy his age with, you know, despite he doesn't have the mileage necessarily on, on his legs, but he's been around the NFL for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, people recognize that, you know, as, as much as he does have good speed, good vision. It's like uh, if the running back is looking good for Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, you know he may not look the same. Look at Matt Breida. Yeah, I was about right? to mention Matt Breida. <laughs> so Matt Breida goes to Miami, and uh, I think you had, did you have his numbers still, Alex? It was not, I know it's nothing crazy, but you know he leaves, doesn't end up doing much. Uh, Tevin Coleman goes to the Jets. You know he he went along with Robert Sala and uh, Mike Lafleur, who was the his OC, Matt Lafleur's brother. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, Debbie didn't do a whole lot. Didn't you know? Didn't exactly. Well, yeah, light the league on fire. So, yeah, Matt Breida was with Buffalo last season, and he wow, didn't really okay. get didn't much. Yeah, twenty six carries. Uh, twenty six carries, one hundred and twenty five yards. He did average four point eight, so that's a very strong average. But he did not get many touches. We we will be doing an episode on free agency on who we should pick up. Uh, and actually, yeah. I mentioned this to you, Matt Breida's. 
is one that I think that we can we can pick up again. I don't think All he's right. going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to be right mm-hmm. there. He knows the system. He's fast. He's 26, I think, uh, going to be 27 before the year starts. So, yeah, I mean, that's that, that's for later. Let's continue yeah. down. Let's continue down the list. Right on. Je- uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., right, had a slow, had a quiet 2021 season. I think Eli Mitchell took the spotlight. And uh, anytime he would get carries, he wasn't the same Jeff Wilson as we remember, I mean, he didn't really have any outstanding runs. He didn't get too many mm-hmm. touchdowns. I don't even think he had any touchdowns. I can actually take a look at that. But uh, I think, I mean, I think we're just going to let him test the market. I, I don't think there's a market for him. We might re-sign him just to have depth. Yeah, you brought up a good point, you know, with no touchdowns for him because the one thing that he, I believe he came on in 2018, originally as an undrafted player, and um, the guy just had a way of getting to the end zone. You know, he, he was one of those, uh, you know, if anyone plays fantasy football, I think, what do they call it? Um, a touchdown, like a vulture? Yeah. Or, or a hawk. It's like where, you know, they don't get carries throughout the field, but when they would get to the red zone, you know, here comes Jeff Wilson, and he just found a way to get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the one that comes to mind, of course, is that the catch that he had against the Cardinals yeah, in 2019. Yeah, we route. had that big. Yep, the Texas route, exactly. West Coast staple. Uh, yeah, that's that's the one that comes to mind. I think before we down 16 0, then we complete the comeback. So that, that was a lot of fun. Jeff Wilson had two rushing touchdowns this year, uh, no receiving touchdowns. Last year, he had 10 okay, total two, touchdowns. There you go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, man, Alex, 10 touchdowns in a, a season. Just to put it in perspective, I don't think Frank Gore even ever did that. Nope. Just the pure shit offenses that he played on. Uh, you know, between Nolan Singletary and Harbaugh, they weren't big on scoring touchdowns. So, but anyhow, uh, yeah, you know, Wilson, you know, last year, I, I believe he was injured, injured uh, here and there, here and there. He was never consistently healthy. He only finished with, and this is the this is the bad part, 3.7 yards per carry. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan running backs usually are, you know, four. If, if you're averaging four yards a carry, that's good. Right. That, that's what you want to average because you're getting first downs running the ball. Uh, Kyle Shanahan running back, she's the average four and a half, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes 4.7, 4.8, up to five yards of carry. And that's, and, and the reason, the reason that number is being low is so bad is because we're not a, you know, one of those caveman offenses where it's just run the ball into a, a crowd of bodies and hope to get yards. No, no, you know, these runs are designed. They are, you know, running the ball in, in our offense is no less, you know, uh, fancy and designed than, than a pass play. Mm-hmm. So if you're not if you're not getting those yards out of the play, he can't rely on you. Yeah, three point seven is a quick way to be in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. So I don't think we're gonna we're gonna be signing him unless again he tests the market and we need a cat body and why not Jeff Wilson versus someone that doesn't know the offense. Um, next person, Jamichael Hasty. I kind of put him in the same category with Jeff Wilson. He didn't he did not show much this year. I think it was a disappointment. Um, last year, his name was was buzzing, and then he I think he had a he, he broke his collarbone. I want to say and he was he was out for the year. This year he came back again. We were excited. Uh, nothing really happened. He he did have some carries, but again, Eli Mitchell just took most of the thunder. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Hasty? Yeah, I, I, the thing is, I I don't see a team throwing crazy money at the guy. Nope. 
So I can see a team, you know, take a look at him and say, hey, let's bring him in. But I, I would like him back. I, I think he's a guy that I would like back. Mm-hmm. And then the last name here, we have Trenton Cannon, which you might have only seen him returning kicks. Um, again, we do need a kick returner, but I, I think we're going to be targeting that in the draft. And uh, at the end of the day, I mean, we'll take him as a cap body. Um, overall, when you look at these four running backs, Raheem Mostert is the most likely to be re-signed. Uh, we know what we have with him. He has the speed. He knows the system. He's one of those, you know, give him a little little bit of uh, daylight and he's going to take it to uh, take it to the house. Uh, I, I heard this. I heard this one thing to uh, to describe Raheem Mostert. I thought was pretty clever. He is. He's not an ankle breaker. He's an angle breaker. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm. He's gonna, you know, he's he's gonna beat you by the angles. You you think you you think you have the right mm. angle on him, and he's gonna he's gonna leave you in the dust. Yeah, you're right. That's actually a good. That's a good one. That's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, tight ends. Not many here. Only one name. Ross Dwelly. Uh, which sounds like a Lord of the Rings character, Dwelly. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, th- there, was, there was promise with Dwelly, right? Uh, I think 2019, 2020, again, hasn't, hasn't really done much. It's just been George Kittle as the main tight end. Uh, there hasn't been a second emerging tight end from that group. And again, mm-hmm. Dwelly is just another person. I think we're, he's going to test the market. There's not much there. And he might just want to go back to a championship winning team and re-sign with the with the 49ers if, if you know as as a camp body and give him a, a shot at the roster. Yeah. So you know, with with Dwelly, all right, the whole thing is he's not meant to be that game breaker as a as a pass catcher. Right. He you might have, you know, maybe 10 to 15 catches in a year, mm-hmm. maybe 20. What, what, what do you have exactly? Four, four catches. Yeah, four this past year. Okay. So uh and one was for a touchdown. That's a pretty good touchdown percentage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah, I mean, look, he's in the first blocking, right? He's in the first blocking when we go to our two tight end set. Uh, the only thing about that is, you know, the team, teams know that. Uh, I really think that when we signed Jordan Reed, Kyle Shanahan was had some plans, you know, for how he would use Reed and Kittle together. Uh, or, or to say they were never healthy at the same time. Yeah, they weren't. Right, one, one was hurt, the other was healthy. He's a guy that, look, no team's going to go run out there to say we need to sign Ross Dwelly, right? You know, no. no disrespect to him. Yeah. No disrespect to him. Uh, but he's a guy that could, you know, probably come back on a on a cheap deal. Let's move on to the next category, wide receivers. This is an interesting one because we only have, I think we only have three wide receivers signed. We have Debo, we have Ayuk, and a restricted free agent, Juwan Jennings, which I'm pretty sure we're going to keep. Um, out, of, out of the list that I'm seeing in front of me, the, the number one guy I think we will re-sign, not saying that we're going to sign him right away, but we're going to let him test the market and you know, if he doesn't find anything where we'll welcome him back with open arms is uh, Trent Sherfield. And only for the simple fact right. that he, he built some chemistry with Lance uh, last year during training camp. And, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, he's, he's still young. I mean, he he's had mm-hmm. some big catches. So I, I do see us signing, re-signing him. That's a great point that you mentioned the chemistry with, with Lance. Because, uh, you know, over the years, you'll see this, right? When, when a quarterback either, um, you know, c- comes in to, uh, replace the previous guy for injury or for, you know, whatever, maybe it's just his turn now. Now he's a new franchise quarterback. I think what you see often is he has that chemistry with the, you know, the second or third tier receiver, All right? Because you know, that's who he's worked with throughout training camp and in preseason and in practices. So <laughs> I, I think, yeah, that's that definitely could be a big thing. 
Yeah. For the same reason, I, you know, and I do think we keep Sheffield. And I think it, along those lines, Mohamed Sanu, if that's a guy that wants to uh, continue playing, you know, I, I know he's into his mid thirties. There was some rumor that he, uh, that he may, you know, maybe close to retiring, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's a guy that I think for the same reason, you know, you bring in that veteran who knows, you know, Kyle Shanahan's, you know, complex offense, all the different concepts, the terminology and the, you know, the shift, the formations, you know, we, you know, we move a lot. There's always uh you know, motion pretty much on every play that we run. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah, for so, sure. So, you know, learning all that is, 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 uh, you know, it's not an easy task, especially for, you know, a kid coming out of North Dakota state, they weren't exactly running, you know, the most complex offense up there. So I think for that reason, I think Sherfield and Sanu, you know, they're candidates to stay. Yeah, the, the next name is Travis Benjamin, and this is going to sound mean, but I really do hope we sign a burner in the draft, someone with speed, because I, I don't really want to see Travis Benjamin back in the team. He didn't, I mean, there's 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 nothing that stands out, right, that he did this year. He had one catch against the Cowboys in that playoff game, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't see him, you know, <laughs> sticking around either. Uh, last name here is... Fan favorite, Richie James. He was a seventh-round pick, I think, back in 2018 and has had mm-hmm. some spotlights. You know, he's, he's, he's had some time under the spotlight, most notably with the Green Bay Packers. He had that 186-yard game. Uh, that, was a, that was a game we didn't really have. He was our main receiver. We didn't have most of our team there. Um, I see him as another return person, very similar to Trenton Cannon, but it's not someone we're rushing you know, to sign right away. I would, I would love to have Richie James back. Yeah. Trent Sherfield and Richie James, I'm happy. So, uh, you know, obviously number one from where we were last year, these are, you know, the, you know, these are guys that didn't end up making the roster, of course. Uh, Jalen Hurd is gone, so there's that one spot that opens up now going into training camp to see, uh, you know, like who, who gets to fight it out. I do think we end up drafting another receiver uh, and, and just to kind of, I mean, because like we're, we're, we're good, we're not great. Right, we can always be better. Uh, I, I think Debo and, and Ayuk are, you know, both candidates to be thousand yard receivers. Uh, I think Juan Jennings, you know, we talked about him a lot towards the end of the year. Uh, I, I think he ends up getting a, a nice little contract from us. So beyond those three, you know, uh, I, I think one more solid receiver could would be would be nice. Uh, whether it's through the draft or whether we splurge in free agency, who knows? But I, I think as of right now. Yeah, I, I agree with the the breakdown that we've had, you know, here for the most part on on the receivers. And then to wrap up the episode, we're gonna go last position group here, offensive line. And I think the number one person, and when you include offense and defense, that we we should resign is gonna be our left guard, Lincoln Tomlinson. Multiple reasons, but I think the number one reason, or not number one, but one of the top reasons is that he has a really good relationship with uh, Trent Williams. Really good relationship with Trey Williams. They kind of built this brotherhood, and you don't want to break that, man. I, I think uh, you, you hear some of the chants. They say left side is the best side, right? <laughs> Which I, I love that. You know, you kind of have your own little mm-hmm. group in the team. Um, I hope we do sign Lakin Tomlinson. He is 30, I think going on 31, but he's a guard. He can play for another three to four years and have, you know, consistent play. Um, so Lakin Tomlinson, I think, is, is the person we, we must re-sign. What do you think, Sean? I 100% agree, man. And I know on the past, even even here on our show, I've uh, I've spoken otherwise, you know, in a negative light on on Lakin. 
just because, oh, look, he had some inconsistencies earlier on when he was here. We, we got him from Detroit for very cheap. He was actually a guy that uh, was drafted by yeah, Martin first Mayhew. Round. First round, I think pick, pick 21. I'm going to go that, that much in detail. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, right around there. It was, it was during that run, the playoff run that they had when Jim Caldwell was their coach. Uh, so, of course, Martin Mayhew was one of John Lynch's guys that he played with in Tampa, who then became general manager uh, over the years. And uh, so, yeah, he, he helped us land him for cheap. And we figured at the time, hey, you know, why not? This is a, you know, a good, a good uh, I don't want to call him a stopgap, but you know, he wasn't necessarily considered, you know, like the, the future at left, at left guard. But I think you nailed it, though, there with the fact that, you know, Trent Williams is the best, probably the best lineman in the game right now. You know, the, the way he played in the last two years for, you know, for us ever to come in and come over from Washington, especially last year, man, uh, he, he's, he's something special. So that, that chemistry that you need to have between the left tackle. So, you know, for anyone not familiar with the difference between guard and tackle, uh, the guard is the one that's right next to the center. And then, of course, Trent Williams is out on the, you know, out on the very far end. So mm-hmm. those two need to work together, you know, in order for us to have success both in the passing game and in the run game. So I, I think, yeah, he's absolutely uh, one that I, I want to resign. So typically in, in, in the NFL and free agency, the tackles get the big money, uh, just like, you know, on the defensive side, the defensive ends get the big money. Reason being, you know, Trent Williams is, is guarding, you know, blocking the, you know, the, the opposing team's best pass rusher, right? He's he's blocking the Nick Bosa's of the world, the TJ mm-hmm. Watts, the JJ Watts, the you know the Frank Clark's of the world, right? Uh, so, but yeah, I agree, man. I, I think I think some team will probably try to offer big money. Uh, you know, he's he's been here for what, five five full seasons now, and uh, he's a popular guy in the locker room, and uh, you know the coaches rave about the guy. So uh, I'm hoping it's just a formality that we were able to sit down, iron out whatever money he wants. And uh, you know, get the guy paid because he deserves it. Yeah, one one team to keep an eye on is uh, the the Dolphins, just because I have Mike Mike McDaniel. He's going to be picking these offensive players. He's going to be picking them up. And uh, Lincoln Tomlinson. I mean, I, I'm not sure if the Dolphins need a guard, um, but in the NFL, you always need offensive linemen. I feel like offensive linemen are there's there's not enough good offensive linemen in the NFL. Um, That's and, a good point. Yes. Yeah. And then just to just to bring it just to kind of uh, do a quick fat check, he was uh, drafted twenty eighth overall in twenty fifteen. overall, yeah, by the Detroit Lions. And I think there you go. I think we gave like a fifth round pick. I'm not gonna fat check yeah. that. <laughs> I think I think we gave yeah. like a fifth round pick. Right? No, no. He that was one of those good trades that we made to, you know, and that's that's credit again credit to John Lynch, you know, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Martin Mayhew, Adam Peters, who by the way again, so glad that he's staying. You know, they've put together a solid uh, staff in the front office and mm-hmm. the coaching staff. They did a good, really, really good job in bringing in some nice pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and and look, if you think about it, yeah, I, I know we did overpay for our first for in the first. And the thing is, you have to do that, right? You know, we overpaid for guys like Pierre Garcon. We overpaid for, you know, Kyle Juszczyk, as good as he is. We did overpay for him a little bit, you know, but you have to do that. You have to, to get the get the ball rolling in terms of, you know, establishing a, a culture. Okay, this is where guys want to come and play. Because at that time, we were not. So, you know, and, and, and again, I'll always remember, you know, Lakin coming in at that time and, uh, you know, being one of those guys. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. And right. you know what? You, you bring up a good point where we bring in these guys that outperform their contracts. And, and I think yeah. that's, that's what makes you a successful team is not necessarily having the stars like the Rams, which we, we didn't really, really talk about the Rams, but forget about that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's really about bringing in guys. The Rams. <laughs> it's, it's bringing in guys that uh, outproduce their contracts. That's, that's when you get to the playoffs. That's how you win championships is that you have these great players uh, that you pick, you know, you kind of, what, what is it? Uh, buy, buy low, sell high. Right. Yeah. And she had to get the most out of every, get the most out of every guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. The next two guys on these lists is uh, Daniel Brunskill. Right. And Tom Compton, mm-hmm. complete nobodies. And you mentioned this, mm-hmm. Sean, and it's, I don't think it's a surprise if you're a 49ers fan, you know, that Daniel Brunskill does a really great job against Aaron Donald. And then Tom Compton. Yeah, it's one of those anomalies. I don't yeah. know how, but <laughs> he just somehow plays his best against Aaron Donald. He does. And, and um, Tom Compton came in when, when we lost McGlinchey. With the uh, with the quad tear, which sounds yeah Compton, painful. Oh, sorry, my bad, Alex. So Compton goes back to the Atlanta days with uh, Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. I believe it's not further. Yeah, and that's that's just another player that outperformed yeah. whatever we were paying him. So right, yeah. I, uh, but I was going to say, I know he, you know, he had some some penalty issues, uh, but he did play he played decently well in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I think this, especially that uh, Green Bay, he had he had some issues in that one, but I think. The overall, his dad's death piece. I can see him potentially coming back. Uh, but like you said, these are guys that are going to go test the market elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna jump off our seats to sign them right away. We're gonna have a contract for them, right? And uh, they're most likely not gonna like it. They're gonna go test the market. They're gonna see. Eh, I can get more money, but I'm going to the I don't know the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're like, yeah, I'll I'll stick with the 49ers. So I think that's very similar with Daniel Brunskill and Tom Compton. The last person on this list, which I don't know much about, is our backup center, Jake Brendel. Uh, mm. I see him as a camp body. If we re-sign him, it's only for the fact that we need another center to uh, split reps. Uh, I hope we draft a center. I really do hope we draft a center slash guard, some interior offensive lineman. And then also this, this also uh, depends on what's happening with Alex Mack, is he retiring? I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure he's, yeah. a, he's the type of guy that's going to let us know before free agency. I don't think he's going to be a Correct. dick. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah, no, he has he has a great relationship with Kyle Shanahan. So exactly, he, yeah. Uh, they play, he knows him from Cleveland, then Atlanta, and then again. I mean, I talked about when we signed Weston Richburg from the Giants, the comparison was to Alex Mack. Mm-hmm. You know, and then at that time, you know, Atlanta, when, when we hired Kyle Shanahan, you know, Atlanta was still looking to contend. They still had a little bit of a window. So I, I didn't think we'd have a chance to get, you know, Alex Mack at that point. But the fact that we did, and he was he was amazing. You know, left side of our offensive line, you know, with Mack, Tomlinson, and Williams was was just, you know, solid as a rock last year. I, I think with with uh, I agree with you. You know, I do want us to draft, you know, an interior guy. I know last year was it was Aaron Banks. Still not sure what the situation is there. Why mm-hmm. he didn't play? Why he couldn't get on the field? Uh, I think, and then McGlinchey coming back from injury, and even then, I don't know what are, what are the plans for McGlinchey in the future. Right? He 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 did not look good in 2020. We know that he admitted that himself. You know, he he lost so much weight, and it, it really affected his play. It was uh, it was tough to see him get hurt, mm-hmm. but I don't know. What do you think? He's a guy that you know. I know this isn't the topic of today's episode, but uh, I think it definitely affects 
Yeah, uh, moving forward, how our offense is Yeah, moving forward, I think we're gonna we're gonna re-sign McGlinchey after his his fifth year mm-hmm. deal. Just just it, it goes back to Kyle Shanahan. If yeah. if you've played with Kyle Shanahan, and then and then the fact that Matt Ryan's his cousin, and there's this this little buddy yeah. buddy thing going on, McGlinchey's gonna get re-signed. Um, yeah. and not for big money, but if if it gets re-signed, he could be a starter. He could be a backup. And I have no trouble yeah. with re-signing McGlinchey. Well, the reason I say that is because, right, so he's drafted at right tackle, and then he played next to Quentin Nelson at Notre Dame, right, who's mm-hmm. a great guard for the Indianapolis Colts. So, I, I, and I think, look, when he's drafted, at that time we have Joe Staley, who was sort of nearing the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, you would have said he would have been the future at left tackle, right? But, you know, now we have Trent Williams locked up for another five years. I, I don't know. You know, do you move him to right guard? And that's the reason I bring this up. Do you potentially move? McGlinchey to right guard, oh. get him to bulk up just a little bit more. Yeah. And then we drop the right tackle. Yeah. So I, we kind of have we kinda have Aaron Banks as a like a like a swing guard, just kind of right. Exactly. You know, just for, for goal line situations or for you know just a rotational guy. Yeah. Guys get hurt, guys get nicked up. So I think uh that that to me sort of affects the decision, you know, at right guard and what we do moving forward. Because mm-hmm. you could potentially move him inside. Yeah, so we, we need to we need to see what uh, Alex Mack is going to be doing, and and I, I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to come back for one more season. Uh, I could be wrong though. Yeah, we could hear breaking news in a day or so. Alex Mack is retiring, or I, I think free agency starts in the middle of March, so probably in, in early March, we'll we'll get some more insight. All right, then. Well, that kind of covers the offensive side. Uh, we will be back this week. We're going to go through the defense. Go uh, just take a look and see what free agents we're going to be having on the defensive side, which players um, we think we should resign. And it's more, I guess, to, to clarify, it's not necessarily saying that Sean and I are, you know, general managers and this is what must happen for the 49ers to succeed. It's more about us looking into, you know, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's, I guess, eyes or thoughts and just taking a look at what we think they're going to be doing with these players. So, We'll be back later on this week. We'll go through the defensive side. And uh, until then, take care, faithful.